0: Welcome to another episode of Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free. I'm your host, Rick. I hope you're having a great day out there. It's been a hectic up and down one for me so far, um, but uh, hopefully this time together will make that better, make us all realize how lucky and fortunate we are for what we've got, um, because gratitude is a big key of getting yourself happy for sure. Uh, This is not a kid's show. We are adults, so you might want to show the kids out of the room. We drop an F-bomb once in a while. Uh, We're excited to have our guest on today. They'll be joining us shortly here. Um, If you haven't joined us before, do uh, check out other episodes, usually a part one and two. Um, We also got some great uh, resources down in the description of the podcast. You can do um, some Oh, what are they called? Uh, via assessments, which are great. Um, what's uh, to really try and figure out what's important to you? What are your needs, um, as well as just wants and how to separate those? There's lots of times we get messed up on what the hell we think we want or what's important to us, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, check out the links in the uh, description wherever you're listening to this. Uh, please do support the show however you can. Um, pop on over to. Um, uh, redbubble.com and uh, just search in there for studio 17 designs Uh, they're great Uh, give us some free stuff once in a while so please uh, check out their inspirations collection they've got a button there for that if you just go to redbubble and then you search studio 17 that's the number 17 designs with the letter z you'll see uh, they've got a bunch of fun stuff there too for like uh, Christmas and Halloween, you know, gifts and all that stuff. But um, they've got a great inspirations collections because I'm a big fan of getting stuff on a shirt or mug or mouse pad or shower curtain or a backpack or whatever that uh, is inspirational and helps to motivate you each day get through this thing called life because it's not easy for any of us. Um, so uh, check them out and uh, hopefully you'll be able to look up from your desk And uh, see something that you got from there that uh, will get you through the rest of the day. Um, I know it's a tough thing for all of us to do. um, And that's why we do appreciate um, our guests coming on to share about their own experiences and how they got through some of the tough times in their life we've all been through it. Um, And uh, if you feel that you haven't been through much yet, well, you're probably not listening to this show. (laughs) But if you are feeling stuck, and uh, trying to figure out how to get out of a bad situation, whether that's work, whether that's a personal relationship, or business relationship, or anything else, spiritual uh, quagmire within yourself, whatever, um, we are here to give you tools and resources, and just, uh, experience and, um, you know, hopefully a little bit, a little bit of, uh, tried and true knowledge and wisdom and, and some scientific based stuff too. I'm big into, you know, data driven results of things. Um, there's a good podcast. I'd recommend you check out another one, uh, called, uh, what is it? The happiness of, science or the science of happiness or something no the happiness lab um, that's a good thing talks a lot about how to be happy and the science that backs it up and we are uh, getting ready to welcome our guests into the room right now so let's get to it as I normally do I just welcome our guests right onto the show live and I let them introduce themselves so I'm sure I get the pronunciation of their their name correct and uh, just give us their name and let us know what they do and where they're calling in from today. I think you are there. Yes, Melina, can you hear us?
1: Yes, I can. Can yeah. you hear me?
0: I can hear you loud and clear. We're live yeah. on the air. Well, I gave away your first name already anyway, but please uh, do introduce, it. introduce yourself to the audience and uh, you know, let them know what you do, actually, and uh, where you're calling in from today.
1: Sure. My name is Milena Rigos, and um, I'm calling in from beautiful Baja, California, sir, today. Nice and i um I run a company called unhustle, and I help leaders and teams slow down so they can actually achieve more and and live fully
0: yeah that is a great uh it's a it's a great pursuit to go after and uh, reading a little bit about your yourself um, and your bio and on your website great website Um, I try to let the the guests basically tell it all um, but I took a quick look there and I love how you talk about you know that um, this is something you've been through yourself um, you know driving yourself nuts being on you know the endless hamster wheel and in the rat race and all of that Um, and fortunately for you you were able to jump off of that and turn it around um, for yourself and actually turn it into, you know, source of revenue and turn it into a business for you. So that's great. So I can't wait to talk about, you know, the services and all the kind of stuff you do on the website. Um, but as I always like to start out with my guests, since you're a human being, just like the rest of us, um, I'm sure there's been times in your life, even before you got into like what you do now and coaching and helping people with it. Um, but, uh, there's probably times in your life before, um, maybe one of the times was when you got to the point where you decided to get off that hamster wheel. Um, but you know, where things were difficult and you felt stuck and you wanted to get unstuck, uh, maybe it was business, maybe it was personal, but, uh, it would be great um you know to just share with the audience anything that sticks out in your mind of anything that was you know really freaking hard and uh what did you do to try and overcome that and make it a little better hopefully it can help somebody else out there
1: yeah absolutely how much time do we have
0: we've got an hour so so we've got all the time you want
1: (laughs) dive in yeah Yeah, dive in deep dive (laughs) you know i love sharing my story because yeah it is um it's something that um I keep running and hearing people, you know, deal with and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of normal, right? Because um, yeah. we are addicted to productivity and uh, there's a bit of a um, um, soc- socially accepted norm to be working all the time, you know, it mm-hmm. comes with, with material uh, success sometimes, right? So it's really hard to say um i'm working too much or you know and, and to be honest with you and hustle is not so much about not working right it's it's more of a uh, a mental shift so let me share my story with you um i'm originally from bulgaria you can hear it in the accent mm-hmm. And since it's early morning for me, my accent is a little bit stronger right now. <laughs> but <laughs> You know, I was um, able to, um, you know, I wor- so I worked hard all my life. Um, I grew up in communist Bulgaria, you know, and I, I, I do tell people I had the best childhood ever, but it was primarily thanks to my parents who instilled that uh, we should um, spend a lot of time outside in nature. You know, I grew up ski racing, you know, on a team sponsored by the government. So so um when people hear communism you know they 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 think about the bad things that comes with it Mm -hmm. and so i grew up in a lot of you know scarcity and and i would say not a a very rich environment by any means in, in any way um, but that gave me a, a very um, strong work ethic, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's, at 17, I started my, own, um, my first um, business um, at the Black Sea of Bulgaria. I started renting windsurfs that my parents had made themselves. Mm. So I became an entrepreneur at an early age. Early on, started hustling like crazy, you know, I, <laughs> and yeah. sleeping less. So um, then I, um, I was fortunate enough, my parents believed in, in education, and so I, uh, I was able to get into the American University in Bulgaria, which was a great university, to go to ours, um, their first commencement class. And they were really grooming us to, to kind of lead the country, you know. Communism had come down and they were, they were thinking, we have these kids, we're going to educate them in the American way, and they will become the next leaders of the country. And unfortunately, in, you know, most of us ended up immigrating to, to the US, mm-hmm. some stayed. Um, I did work for a large advertising agency in Bulgaria, and uh, when we had uh, new political elections, um, people chose the Socialist Party, which you know was the ex-communist party. And back then, I was, you know, 24, and I decided, you know, um, this is going to be a really long, challenging road for the country to to really fully recover and step into this entrepreneurial kind of American dream that mm-hmm. I had in my mind for my life. So I decided to, with the help of my parents again, to pursue an MBA in the States, which uh, led me to San Diego. And then I ended up in Lake Tahoe, and I uh, worked for a media company during the dot-com, and then eventually became a marketing director for a ski Resort, you know, tying back one of these um, dream jobs that I had uh, from, from when I was little. So... Um, Eventually, that led to me starting my own agency, mm-hmm. which um, which really put me into this hustle mentality for um, three years of just working really hard. And you know, so, um, I had developed a, a pretty big network of people, uh, which was great, and I was able to get new clients pretty quickly. You know, I built a team, and you know, you, when, when entrepreneurs talk about six seven or eight figure business you know that's what i was doing i was uh i um, was working you know 18 hour days
0: yeah i know um, you I, I see you mentioned that you were hustling harder than gary V. yeah
1: i was hustling <laughs> maybe, harder than maybe, gary V. you know he was on he the, on the bandwagon but,
0: but <laughs> yeah, actually yeah, i'm exactly. curious to ask you um i mean he actually uh well uh yeah actually was born outside the u.s and came here to a young age also but um i'm curious to ask you You know, when you said you had that entrepreneurial spirit at like 17 and you started hustling then and, you know, starting your own business and so on, Um, because I've, you know, I've done a lot of world travel and I'm always trying to figure out, you know, why is it that some places they are more than happy to be, you know, if you put it on a data level, like, okay, so this country is whatever 40% less productive than this other country you know or the amount of hours that they work or the amount of you know revenue that they make um, you know or productivity numbers or whatever and some countries are totally fine with that you know or or culture is totally fine with that because they're they're not going after those numbers right they're not looking to be the most productive or they're not looking which means you got to work 80 hours a week um and so on and so forth so i'm just really curious since you were in a totally different environment, uh, you know, in a non-capitalistic, um, you know, culture, um, over here, it's all as you know, and you're starting to talk about now. You know, it's all going after the money, fortune, and fame, and push, 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 and you know, work, 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 work um, which gets certain results, but it also has huge, uh, you know, life costs as well, which obviously we all, you know, come to find out, and realize uh, sometimes too late. But, um, but so I'm really curious. Did you develop that uh, kind of uh, hustle mentality or that wanting to do it because you were in a scarcer situation and you wanted to get out of that or because it wasn't taught to you as, as it's taught here or pushed as it is here on young people, you know, to be rich, to be famous, you know, to get more views on your Instagram, so on and so on. That's pushed here so much and to be cool or to be light, you got to buy this and it's all product and commercial driven. Um, but that wasn't coming at you at a young age over there. So I'm just curious, how did you, you know, develop uh, that kind of hustle mentality? And are you glad that you did? Or are you kind of like, gee, I wish I wouldn't have become so commercialized or Americanized?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And I do believe, I mean, I grew up in a scarcity uh, environment, right? So wanting to build a better lifestyle and pursuing material success was uh, what I was after when I came to chase the American dream, Mm -hmm. not really realizing at that time that they may come with sacrifices of certain sorts. But when you're young, you know, hustling is sometimes a a necessity. I didn't, you know, falling for the... um, chasing more. I mean, I was just chasing building a, building a, a, a decent lifestyle, not I realizing gotcha. that, you know, I'm sacrificing way too many things that I previously valued, right? So I, mm-hmm. I started to disconnect from my values. Um, and, and, and then my parents both passed away fairly young. And so at some point in time, I realized that, you know, life is too short. Yeah. And what do I really want to do? And how do I really want to spend my time? And what do I, what do I really value? it is really hard though because i was definitely uh, building a digital marketing agency meant i was spending a lot of time online um, the internet was fun and new and and exciting and i started to realize that um, my attention was was getting uh, destroyed and so again seeing all these things on instagram and all these messages and then specifically with the marketing industry, it's it's a bit of a cutthroat business and a slave business, you know? I mean, it, yeah. you're constantly online. You're spending f- far too much time looking at, at some messages that completely give you FOMO, right? Right. Um, so whether you realize it or not, it becomes... Um, it it becomes... Um, you can't escape it. You can't escape the whole FOMO um, experience. Yeah. So... Um,
0: FOMO, just in case people are, you're not hearing that right, FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, because that's what uh, is one of the big pushes in, in all media, but, you know, for eternities, obviously, but uh, so much so uh, with social media and online, you know, digital advertising, uh, it's all about that, you know, scare people into like, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to miss out, or if you don't buy this, or if you're not at this party, or if you're not blah, 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 blah. blah. So yes, that's a big um. Uh, I don't know what you want to say, a big uh, mechanism, tool, methodology for uh, marketing is make people scared they're going to miss it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so how do you change, you know, I mean, it does come down, like I told you at the beginning, it does it does come down to getting grounded in your values and getting comfortable with, with who you are authentically and redefining success on your terms because money, and I've done so much research in that area, um, and previously to your point, you know, uh, Amer- Americans specifically work hard, and there's nothing wrong with hard work. Um, but you know, for example, the Japanese have a, a word for overwork, which is <coughs> called karoshi, which basically means death by overwork. Oh. Now, Americans work longer hours than Japanese. Then, uh, yeah, so. So, if that tells you anything, um, we don't have, you know, we have hustle in our language, but there are also other countries with, with their own word for overworking. So, um, that being the case, Americans are currently um, at the fifth, at, at the most unhappiest they have been in 50 years. Yeah, it's so, no surprise. You know, that doesn't make you happy, obviously. And then we're also not uh, as productive as some European countries who work something like 35 to 38 hours a week so it's very very ingrained in in our culture to you know whether it's capitalism whether it's competition whether it's you know online time online um, whether it's the fact that we're so ingrained to be on the treadmill that we don't really take a pause to slow down and consider how can i really build a business that's different so that i don't have to compete on on features like better and cheaper and faster but i can create something that's completely different create um just something a little more unique so that you stand out and you don't have to compete as much we just don't make the time for that we don't create give ourselves the space and the time for it
0: yeah i'm always amazed you know when i'm in other countries you know just whether it's you know the stereotypical little old lady in Italy in a small town in Freggietto, who's you know she's like the the house block mom who you know is making her pasta once a week, and you know she's got nothing in comparison to like a middle uh, you know middle income person in the states um, or Canada or Australia. But she's way happier you know than yeah. those other other people um and I'm always just fascinated when I see those folks um, you know, to try and learn i you know it's. And and you, I guess you, this is part of your teachings and your trainings with Unhustle is, you know, changing that mindset that you may have been brought up with or is ingrained in you, whether it's through a parent, whether it's through the society that you happen to be in, um, let's say here in the States, you know, where everything is just uh, commercial um, and it's been driven into you and there you are, you know, 30, 35 years old, you know, hitting 40 and you're like, Gee, we are, you know, uh, I I I'm not as happy as you know uh, as before. And yeah, I get it that people in the states are, you know, the least happy they've been in 50 years, like you just said, you know. Um, so how the hell do I stop this? How do I get off this thing? Because I just think the, and maybe you know, you can talk about this and why you you know started your business, um, and what you do is. I just don't think that that is ever going to end here because as you say, you know, when you're young, it's kind of ingrained into you to work hard and hustle, which is a good thing, right? It helps set you up for the future a bit, but it's just, that's a never ending um, kind of push here in the States. And there's, you know, happiness is not at the end of that, uh, at the end of that game, you know, what's at the end of that game is that, you have your 401k that you have, you know, your bigger house that you're able to have a boat, you know, that, um, you know, you're able to join the golf club, uh, you know, that your neighbors go to or but none of that busting your ass and killing yourself and having all the stress, none of that is working towards um, the angle of like, Having a wonderful relationship with my children, or creating the best you know environment around myself that will be a better place for others you know to live here after me, um, or that I have a great relationship uh, spiritually with myself, or that I found a partner that you know I can contribute to their life and they can contribute to mine in that wonderful relationship is what I will cherish on my deathbed, because nobody on their deathbed, you know, is is saying, God, I wish I was at the office more, you know, I wish I would work more, I, w- I wish I would missed more of my kids' birthdays, I wish I, nobody's saying that, right, so it seems so ridiculous that we sort of all know that, I think, um, and I don't know, maybe we don't know that when we're young, you know, but the older you get, the, the more you realize that, but why aren't people helping younger people out to to you know to not go down the road that they went down to become so damn unhappy
1: well exactly and, and you're absolutely right in what you're saying and so um i don't know if, if you know about the research with bronie uh, bonnie ware about um she was a nurse who was at, at the deadbed of of many many mm. people and then she ended up writing the the five biggest um regrets regrets of, right of, of yes I dying do right that, yeah. yeah 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 and one and one of them is um i wish i hadn't worked so hard and the other mm-hmm. one is i wish i had the courage to live life on my terms mm-hmm. um, but uh, but i think to your point um the mindset of the young people is starting to change i think the millennials and the gen z's are waking up and, and the pandemic helped tremendously for everybody to kind of reassess the situation and, and slow down a little little yeah and say okay what is really important how do i want to design my life because because i believe success is is designing your life so that you live in a place you you love surrounded by the people you love you do the things you love right and then you contribute to society in some meaningful and impactful way not necessarily having the x amount of money to buy the x amount of house to live in certain place Right. right so it's a reverse mentality um but but the but millennials and Gen Z's are definitely changing their mindset. Um, they've never been about material possessions because they've seen their parents go through that um, right. road. And they have a 30,
0: 40 year mortgage. And that's why mm-hmm. there's so many less mortgages. And although right now the housing market, <laughs> there's not it's enough crazy, and stop, They can't but, afford it anyway, right? But, yeah, but, yeah. So, but to your point, that, I understand.
1: Yeah, that would rather have the experiences. Now, from, from my perspective, there, there was an interesting research with regards to experiences that just came out from the World Economic Forum, that there is a third dimension of what it means to live a happy life. And you know, we, we, we talk about uh, pursuing udomic, um life, or you know, more meaning and pur- purpose, or more material success. And what is really happiness? It comes down to. This, this one research from the World Economic Forum said, well, basically it comes down to unique and interesting experiences that, sh- that give you a unique and interesting perspective. Yeah. And that's something that people can do, you know, I mean, I just packed up and moved to a different country, I'm not saying everybody should do that, but <clears throat> I think when you start to get settled in your routine, um, then it becomes, then you start living on autopilot, right? So if yeah. you're trying to find a unique and interesting experience, um, it, it, it can change your routine, you, know, you, can, you can go to the office a different way, you can, you can explore a different store that you haven't been to, you can go to a different restaurant. I mean, there's a yeah, lot of absolutely. different ways to kind of add some variety to your life that keeps things more interesting and new and, and fresh. So that's, that's one way to, to look at things. And the other thing that I tell people is, um, you know, we talk about the way we're working is broken. Which it is, you know, the nine to five is, is a century old you know, model right. that yeah. I don't know why we continue to, to follow a factory set um, you know, model. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't matter how long you work or where you work from, as long as what you're doing is, is giving you the financial freedom that you need. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways we can, we can talk about that, how to go after that. And, and finally, is our leisure time is broken. You know, because yeah. uh, based on the research from Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, who um, created the concept of flow, if we look at flow as, as a very en- engaging activity that um, puts your mind into into doing something so much that you forget about anything else, you know, and, and for some people that's that's a creative project or, or you know even work. Um, but it's the, he has an interesting research, uh, which basically explains why we work so much. Um, and I can, I'll be happy to share that. I was with- going to say, what's the reason? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> okay, besides, okay. The,
0: besides the obvious of, you know, everybody, you know, chasing a dollar or wanting to pay their bills or, I, I mean, because what, exactly, you know, what you say about, uh, you know, doing uh, new and interesting experiences, um, I am, you know, I'm a type of person who throws myself into, um, you know extremely different situations, um, so that it can have those kind of diverse life experiences. Cause I couldn't agree with you more that it's, that's the purpose of it all, as far as I'm concerned, you know, um, and, you know, for folks out there who, you know, callers or listeners who, who say, yeah, I wish I could, but, you know, I don't have the money to do that whatever. I don't let people get off with that excuse, you know, because just like you said, you know, uh, one thing I say to people is, you know, do you drive to work? And they're like, yeah, they're like, it's about a 25-minute drive. I was like, okay, you get to work now all next week without driving your car I don't care whether it's riding a bike I don't care if it's walking I don't care if it's taking a bus halfway to and then walking the other halfway but I guarantee you you do that for one week you're going to have a totally different experience and adventure you know getting you get yourself to work and it's going to make you think differently and feel differently you know when you get to your work so your work might even be more enjoyable because you're like That was kind of cool this morning. I I saw this place I never saw before. And when I was walking past this, you know, there was this person there and they had on whatever, you know, t shirt. And I started talking to them about that. And I didn't know that there was a club here in my town for people who like this thing or whatever. So I'm going to join that. And you never know what is going to come about if you just take that little step of changing your routine and, and changing it up and seeing what's possible to happen
1: exactly and um, like i I like to say is be a be a tourist in your own town and Mm travel like a local
0: Mm, yeah exactly
1: I mean, I lived in Lake Tahoe for twenty-five years, and I would still do things that that seem very touristy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but um, on the surface. But then, to your point, you you continue to discover things, and it's about discovering new things, which shift your perspective, that which then increase your creativity, and then you can be more creative at work, and and they put you in flow state. And so, let me give you this little um, research because it was yeah. I was mind blown when um, when I read it because that's actually what happened to me so to get me out of that uh, work addiction whether that's society induced or self-induced right mm-hmm. um, oftentimes we are kind of pushing ourselves into that state because to be honest we have nothing else going on that's just as exciting as mm-hmm. work in our life and the research by mihali Mihai, who's a hungarian american psychologist and and um, did a lot of research into that whole flaw state which flaw makes us Feel good. Um, it's a fulfilling state. It makes us feel like we 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 get we, we become selfless. Um, so we kind of lose our ego in that state. You know, sometimes high performing athletes get into it, or or creators or musicians. But um, what the paradox of leisure in that case is that, um, especially when it comes to <coughs> white collar workers, you know, knowledge workers, people who use their minds for work. Most people, he discovered, would say they'd rather not work. Yet, when they are working, um, they are probably about 64% of the time, on average, in, in a state of law. Because you feel challenged, you know, you're checking off to-do lists, you you're accomplishing something, so you actually end up feeling good. Now, when you move to your leisure time, you are end up, uh, based on his research, only about 20% of the time in flow. Mm. Because we, most of the time we're dealing with some kind of passive leisure. And so the paradox of leisure is if you take the time to, to design your leisure so that you're doing something challenged to skill ratios is, is pretty critical in this aspect. Mm. And this is when I... I um, what I did is I was trying to learn to kiteboard Mm-hmm. which is the an activity that was extremely dangerous for me. And so I couldn't um, focus, I couldn't keep thinking about work, which was my biggest right. problem. I couldn't mentally detach from work. That mm-hmm. didn't matter what I was doing. And I was prior, prior to that, you know, I was doing yoga and I was trying to meditate and doing all these things, but still in the back of my mind, you know I still had all these th- things about work, which I think is the biggest issue with a lot of people. We just mentally can't detach from work. But when you find something that you have to be completely focused on it, that does put you in flow, then then you're m- most likely to gravitate towards that activity outside of work. And this is why if you look at a lot of successful people, you know, when they take time off, they don't just go on vacation with their family all the time
0: Mm, you know they
1: climb mountains and sail oceans and do all these uh, kind of exciting and adventurous i mean if you look at richard branson you know he he can cut boards and plays tennis and does all these things and it could be something as simple as as drawing or painting or you know playing right exactly
0: something that's, that's challenging to you or new and you know just as you were talking about i imagined my own experience of you know being at the office or you know working on a project and it's like okay we've got that done and you've checked this off and like oh we've been working on this and this was created right and let's take it through a quality control check and oh look it was done great and you do feel good about that you know it's a sense of accomplishment you have pride in what you've done and the funny thing is if you just go sit on a beach you know with like a bottle of beer and you're that type of person who like gets pride out of accomplishing or you know, maybe you're an, I don't want to say an overachiever, but you know, there's in all of us, there's a sense of pride when we finish something or we accomplish something or we build something. Um, and it makes a lot of sense what you're talking about that if you can build that into even your leisure time, like you say, learning a new skill, whether that's knitting or kiteboarding, you know, um, or something that's a challenge for you, something that you can sort of give a high five, you know, once you've completed it, or you, you can see progress in yourself moving forward. And it can even be something that you get excited about. Like, oh, I can't wait, you know, until next weekend when I'm going to go kiteboard because I'm Mm going to try to get this trick out. You know, I'm going to try to get to this point. I'm like excited to do it. And you're out of the work mode. So that's out of your head. You're focused on something else that takes some focus and concentration. And you can get those high five moments and the sense of pride and accomplishment out of doing something that's incredibly healthy for you, whether that's, you know, mountain biking or whatever it is that you choose to do um, in your leisure time. It's a great suggestion. Um, basically that you're talking about which is you know try to design into that leisure time um, things that are going to bring about those elements because yeah I mean so many people who are retired um, they're like I got to go back to work I got to take a part-time job somewhere because I'm just freaking bored out of my mind you know because they don't know what to do Um, whereas if they were doing something that you know, maybe they were passionate about or something that was a little challenging or was helping, you know, the bigger picture or helping other people or whatever, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's uh widely known, you know, people who are volunteering and doing something for others, you know, it's very satisfying for folks. I'm, I'm a big believer in that and, and do a lot of that. And it is very satisfying. So if I'm retired, I'm going to be doing that sort of stuff, you know, and some adventurous stuff, as opposed to just saying, okay, well, I've worked my ass off, so now I can just sit here and, and do nothing. I think sometimes we're kind of uh, persuaded into, like, that's the goal. Like, uh oh, have this beach house and just sit on the beach forever. Um, but as human beings, I don't think we're really wired like that, you know, to be like that way forever.
1: No, and the way things are changing, too, you know, with life expectancy increasing, um, mm-hmm. we're not going to be working... Obviously, career life is going to increase as well, right? So, the way I'm looking at it is, um, if we want to talk about taking a sabbatical every seven years or every ten years or something, mm-hmm. people are going to change. You know, people are going to have more than one careers. People are going to um, take more time in between jobs or on purpose to kind of live, you know, earlier um, as opposed to waiting for retirement to start living. So things are ch- going to change drastically here in the next um few decades it's gonna be exciting to watch yeah
0: i think that's so true um and um you obviously you know had situations in your own life that brought you to your Uh, I don't want to say breaking point, but brought you, like you mentioned earlier, you know, to the point where you said, this is it, I've had enough, and you totally changed your life. Um, So I would love for you to uh, tell us once again, uh, the website, um, so people can go have a look at that while they're listening to his chat. And then uh, tell us what, uh, what was it that made you have this big change? And how the heck did you handle it? (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.